morning. I'm your host, Ponchito Ojeda. Alongside me is John Murray. What's up, John? How you doing? Good. Good. Excited to start the season today. That's right. First day of high school lacrosse for Justin Siena in Northern California. And first weekend of second version games in the ACC with uh, UNC and UVA facing off. We've already mm-hmm. Big Ten doing their round robin, swing back arounds. You know, for a minute there, Michigan had all of us looking really terrible. <laughs> for, yeah, for maybe one whole minute. Yeah, and then the Terps did what Terps do, which is they score a lot of goals and don't give up many and uh, and win games. So, hey, let's jump right into it. You know, a lot, a lot happened this weekend. There's some really big games, and let's start in the ACC. Uh, probably best game of the weekend was Duke versus Notre Dame. Uh, best game, maybe not best, but the biggest game, I should say. I'd say biggest game. Yeah, definitely biggest game. What was your gut reactions to the Duke Notre Dame game? Gut reaction, I mean, just like in awe of the individual defense on Notre Dame. Like they just didn't get beat. Like it was a, it was a great strategy by Notre Dame. Like we're gonna shut down the Duke offense by just not. No one's gonna beat us one on one. We don't have to worry about sliding or leaving guys open. Like our top guys are just not going to get beat, and it was it was incredible. Like it, like I wanted to like record that game and show that to every like youth and high school player. On here's textbook man to man defense. Yeah, you know uh, I honestly love this this squat stance that every Notre Dame defender took like throughout the entirety of the game. You're like, oh my gosh, that is that is not only textbook, but it's also looks very difficult and challenging to hold through a whole game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of one-on-one defense, Jack Kilty really sh- stood out amongst the amongst all the defenders. You know, not to say that the rest of Duke's offense isn't good, but Michael Sowers is a step above in terms of being able to draw a slide. And, um, I, you know, I watched that game from start to finish, and I don't know that Sowers beat Kilty one-on-one a single time. Not, not cleanly. No, he's gotten he's gotten his Michael Sauer shots off where it's like through contact, but he didn't make he didn't make him look like Sowers has made almost every other top cover guy look. Yeah, I mean, I have to think that generally speaking, it was an off day for Duke's offense. I mean, I, I think that Duke's or Notre Dame's defense is really talented, and don't get me wrong, I like Kilty a lot, but I mean, Arden Cohen, Kilty, and um, Kyle, uh, not Gallagher, um, the other transfer from Penn. Is uh, they're they're talented, but I I feel like Duke's offense can generally win one of those matchups. Yeah, they got to find the guy. I think they're struggling a little bit when Sowers isn't putting up six points where they're finding their offense from. Um, and outside of I think Nakai Montgomery played really well he in did. that game on offensive. Um, but. Yeah, those two guys aren't going. I liked – I mean, Brennan O'Neill had that one dodge in the beginning. That was nice, but then a lot of his goals were kind of off ball. I still want to see him, like, be the focus and, like, be the initiator a lot more. Do you think Brennan O'Neill long-term is going to end up being the initiator, or do you think he's going to always be sort of like the Joe Robertson role? I think if he is going to be, like, that superstar and, like, that – you know, transcendent talent, like he's got to be the initiator. Yeah. Or they got to bring someone else in, like a Grant Amet to a Mac O'Keefe, if I he's th- going to like be the guy. I think Brennan O'Neill needs to watch more Matt Rambo film and less Michael Sowers film. He's more of a Matt <laughs> Rambo type. 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought Notre Dame's defense looked really good. You know, the thing that stood out to me actually more than the defense itself, obviously defense is great, was was Entman looked, and I made this comment in the show notes, he looked like a, a, a Scotty Rogers. You know, obviously he's not like jacked and swole like Scotty, but few are. But he does look like kind of that same sort of like there's no easy goals on me type, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, he's definitely making a big save. The one thing I noticed is like his ability to go from a save to a downfield pass is the fastest I've seen in college so far. Where he's, he's like looking downfield and trying to get transition going. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been super impressed with his play this year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, you know, if Edmund is as good as Scotty Rogers, last time they had a Scotty Rogers, they went to the national championship game and lost. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I think that coupled with the face-off dot. I mean, Naso did great for Duke, but the Callagher-Leonard, you know. Oh, he dominated. He, he did. Dominated. Gallagher and Leonard kept them in it, and they got one face-off go, Fogo yeah. goal. Which I mean, they weren't, you know, they weren't like clean, fast break wins. Like, but he won. They were. He was like sixteen and, for, and two in the dot. Right. Like he was He's dominating good. the dot. He was good. I think that the face-off guys for Notre Dame will be better next time against Duke. But yeah. it was uh, definitely a good. Up the middle, Notre Dame is strong and solid, and then. But the offense too is like we have it in our notes. Like, what do you think about Notre Dame's offense? Yeah, you know, I I like what they got going right now. They got a good thing going and sort of like there's no alpha male, but there's like everyone's capable. Mm-hmm. It's working right now. Uh, in Division One lacrosse, it is very rare, though, that a team truly succeeds without a true number one. And Kavanaugh might be that guy. He's very good and he's gotten crafty, but I don't know. I don't know that he's – he couldn't really beat Ken, Kenny Brower and too well and – I think that they need a midfielder to be the guy. Jack Boyce or McCann or the, the lefty. Dobson. Dobson, yeah. yeah. You know. What do you think of the midfield? Like, a lot of people are saying they're slept on. Do you think they're starting to get, like, properly rated? I mean, I don't – this whole, like, who's got the best first midfield, I mean, there's, like, I would take any of them. They're all good. Syracuse's, Maryland's, Duke's, Notre yeah. Dame's, Virginia's, Carolina's, they're all great first midfields. I mean, that's – there's not a weak link in that top five or six teams at the midfield. You know, mm-hmm. I think probably the weakest in that group would be like Rutgers maybe. And um, yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think there's a top, I think it's ACC schools, Maryland, and then you kind of get like your Rutgers, Denver in there. I don't really know who else is maybe Lehigh. If we can see them maybe yeah. doing something, but. My point being is that the first midfield wise, like all the midfields are good. You know, the, the, this was made when Notre Dame played its first game against UVA, and I forget. I think it was Anish Sharaf who was doing the call, and he made a good point. He goes, "You know, Notre Dame's is so well balanced. They're they're kind of different than any other team in the ACC. They don't. They're just sort of like really, really good players across the board with few like number one star types. You know, like defense. They have Arden Cohen, who's great, but." what's the first name you think of on defense in the ACC? It's JT Giles Harris, not Arden Cohen. Yeah. You know, at the mid- what do you fi- midfield, the same one. What do you think about JT Giles Harris not guarding the other team's number ones? I think it makes sense. Brower's great. Why would you not let him do that? If you can have your best defender be on a weaker attackman, it just gives you more takeaway opportunities and more chance to lead the defense. I love it. I think it's awesome. You know? And, and JT Giles Harris isn't as tired, so he can run transition for Duke, which they love to do with their poles. 
And he's a true athlete. Yeah, I love it. I still think Duke's like a top team. I mean, they're they lost one game. Yeah, they lost this isn't one, one over game reaction is, Monday. Right. Against a team who I think might be number one in the country anyways. And who played like one of the best defensive games I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. I you know, I, I'm kind of bummed Notre Dame's off this coming weekend and that they're going to play Duke again next. Because if they split, which I think is likely, it's just it's going to take away from this first win. And I think Notre Dame – I think Notre, I think the best four teams in the country right now are probably – even though UNC lost, I'm still taking UNC, Duke, Notre Dame, and I'm probably taking Maryland. Those are my top four. Hot, I think, hot take. Well – Army's still my pick to go to the Final Four. That's going to knock somebody off that we don't like. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's not. I think Notre Dame and Army. I think if I had to pick a Final Four right now, I'd pick Army, Notre Dame, Maryland, and I don't know who the fourth team is. Depends on the brackets shake out. So, anyways, let's move on to the next game. So, that was good talk of Duke, Notre Dame. UVA, UNC. I did not watch as much of this game as you did. What did you feel about this game? Uh, first off, super disappointed by the broadcast team to just leave out seven goals. Like, <laughs> come in, it's like ten minutes left in the first, and it's four to three already, and you're like, I just missed seven goals in five minutes that I will never get back. Um, I was super upset about that, but um, I thought it was a good game. I feel like Virginia's offense has matured a little bit over this last this course of the season. I feel like I was saying in the beginning they were very like one dodge to a shot offense and now they seem to be like waiting for the best shot i Um, I, yeah i i couldn't agree with that more i watched the game on saturday night for a few minutes and then watched some more of it on sunday morning and um you know even nasa made a comment that another another team goal from uva and it was true they were doing two three pass four pass goals and yeah like you see matt moore getting six assists um that's that's a good sign. Like you're not going to lose a lot of games um, when he's playing like that. Um, so I think if I feel like UVA has kind of turned the corner, um, I felt like they're kind of getting slept on a little bit just because of their early losses. As much as um, a team who's beaten Army and Notre Dame can turn the corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I felt like that Syracuse loss was a tough loss for them. Um, yeah, wrong but, place, wrong time. Yeah, I feel like they're playing a lot better, and you know, I think I think we both agree like UNC is a legit top five team. Like, I don't walk away from that game thinking anything less of UNC. Um, best goal, still- best goal of the of the of the year, maybe with the pass from Moore to Laviano, low to high, stuck it in a coke can in the corner. Like, ball yeah. was barely in his stick. I thought the he ball, was like, I thought the ball had skipped out behind him. He was, like, parallel to the ground, too. Yeah, and then it tickled the twine, and I was like, what? It was incredible. That was an incredible Um, So it it was good. I mean, I feel like it was a super high-scoring game, which was awesome to see, like, um, to go right from the Duke-Notre Dame game to the UVA-UNC game where they're just racking up the goals. Um, It was awesome. Yeah. So you said you saw a little bit of it. What do you you think of it? I thought UNC's defense is better than when they played. Didn't think they played that great. A lot of off-ball cutters were open. They had turnovers. That was it. Tur- tur- a lot of turnovers for UNC. Yeah, but I mean, I just think the defense just didn't – I mean, the offense didn't take care of the ball, which made the defense a little more tired. But I, I just think that they just 
you know, they, they didn't really do anything great. And when I watched Krieg was fine, but he wasn't what he had been. And I, I, I think both Duke UNC are probably just losses that are like sort of, yeah, okay. They'll be fine. You know, I'm not too worried mm-hmm. about it. I think UNC will get better from this loss. Um, I think Duke will get better from their loss. I think ultimately it's just going to make the ACC tougher, you know? So I thought it was good. I think UVA is, as you said, turned the corner. And I think they are – I think every ACC team will make the final eight, no doubt about it. And I think it's just a matter of who knocks out who. So who – so you think it's Notre Dame's to lose right now, the ACC? Uh, I think Notre Dame's the most balanced team. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like all these teams can score. But if I'm – you know, if it comes down to who can stop who, I trust Notre Dame above everyone else right now. Yeah, as far as- that, Notre Dame's biggest weakness is going to be can their offense consistently put up points because that's been their challenge for, I don't know, like past 30 <laughs> years. And it's yeah. I don't think it's going to change because the Notre Dame has said from the beginning they are focused on defense first. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they've won a lot of games doing that. So... I have no bones, but they you have to score. You have to get the 13 goals to win games in the ACC. Mm-hmm. So, well, apparently not, actually. I guess when you're Notre Dame, you only have to get to, what, 11, 10? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. held Duke to <laughs> seven or eight. Yeah. Like, so. Apparently, they only need 10 goals, but, you know. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's talk about a couple other games. Lehigh, Navy, I watched a bit of this game. I don't know if you watch much, but Lehigh, Lehigh just jumped all over Navy. Um, I think Lehigh is legit. I think they are a matchup nightmare for any team in the ACC. I mean, their Pogo is just on a whole other level right now. Yeah, they're a team that makes me nervous because Sisselberger is going to win 80%. And any any team you give 80% of faceoff dot, you know, it's going to be hard to win that game. So mm-hmm. I, I like Lehigh and where they're going. I like their, their – uh, I think they're trending up. I think they're properly placed in the top five. Um, and then Loyola Army, I watched a little bit of that game, and you know Army came out and stuck it to Loyola. It got five five two at the end of the first, and it was um, I think it was seven to three at the half. And mm-hmm. this is without Nick Turn doing anything really. And so I just think uh, I think Loyola is kind of checking on high. They were missing one of their best attackmen. He got injured um, in the game. I think I think that hurt them, but. You know, Aiden Olmstead's got to find a way to be a Dodger. You know, Lindley's not a Dodger. He's never been. He's no. not going to be. You know, but they need – Olmstead's got to find a way to they, – they need to find someone to create because Lindley can finish, and so you can't slide off of him, and I think that helps. But they, they're just struggling on, on offense. Defense, I thought, played well for the most part, and they pulled Schaefer after he gave a bunch, so – and they, they settled in. But, uh, you know – Army's again. I think Army's a Final Four team. I think Loyola is a, a team that could catch anyone, but you know they're right now they're. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about a couple games that we didn't watch, but were interesting. Scores: Albany versus UMBC, fourteen nine win. What do you take away from that? I mean, big win for Albany um, with the whole Tahoka thing. I'm sure it was, you know, very distracting for the week for them, um, and going into a game without your top offensive talent still putting up 14 goals on, you know, UMBC defense. That's usually pretty good. Um, So I think that's a good sign. 
Yeah, I agree. It was. I think it was. I felt like that was a must-win for Albany. I think if they lost, they'd be out of the American East tournament. So, I think that was a big, big moment for them. Uh, Michigan, Maryland. Obviously, we made references to the beginning. It would not, not so much the five-zero start. What do you make of the sixteen-zero run that the Terps made after that? Uh, I mean, I think that's got to be like leadership on the team. You know, when you get down five nothing, to not like panic and. You know, it's like, look, we got this. We're freaking Maryland lacrosse. <laughs> like, we're not going to lose this game to Michigan. Let this get out of hand any further. And, um, I mean, 16 goals in a row is absurd. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Maryland losing until they face someone else in the Big Ten. I just can't. It's going to be tournament. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine them losing to anybody in the Big Ten. They're just too well balanced. Like, you go down 5-0 and you come back and rattle off 16. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's a very good sign of things to come for, for Maryland. Oh, yeah, and Jared Bernhardt might be the best player who no one talks about in the country. And we still talk about him, but he's still, like, not talked yeah. about enough. Um, it's those terrible Big Ten camera angles that get them. Oh, dude. Those skybox I, I couldn't agree more angles. with Quint. Quint rails in the Big Ten for this, and I totally agree. I hate watching Maryland games or Ohio State games. It's like watching ants run around. It's like from a blimp. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I don't like, watch this. I'm like, my Virginia Tech broadcast is better than this thing. <laughs> that and then uh, some of the broadcast crews they have on for those Big Ten games just put you right to sleep. Yeah, I like Beninati and Dixon though for sure. So, um, so Ohio State Hopkins, you know, there's always the the talk about Milliman and and Epstein and all that stuff from last week. Mm-hmm. You know, back on lacrosse field, Hopkins loses fourteen twelve. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough, tough year for Hopkins. Uh, you know, Milliman throwing throwing him under the bus for the Michigan loss. And then um, did he play Epstein in this game? I don't know. I didn't watch this game. I'm going to look at the, the stat yeah. book right now, see if he... he's not. He's not in the box score. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough for Hopkins. I mean, they... They get the talent every year. It's not like they don't have the recruits like they used to. Like they're still recruiting as well as anyone, uh, but they're just not going to get done on the field. And you know, being on the bottom of the Big Ten is a bad look for John Hopkins. Yeah, can't say can't say that's a good situation to be in. I would not be surprised to see Epstein into the portal if he did not play this weekend. I wouldn't um, be surprised if a lot of guys get in the portal. With the uh, poor performance and new coach. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Milliman's got to get a mulligan. It's been a terrible year for them. They didn't get to practice at all in the fall. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't put this on Milliman. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind why he said what he said about Epstein. But, you know, he's he's a Division One coach for a reason. So, um, And good. Like, he's he's a good coach. Like, we'd like this hire. Yeah, it's, he's done good things. I mean, he's done great things. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, Cornell was a legit national championship contender last year. Yeah, exactly. So, I, 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 better days ahead for Hopkins, but it might not be till 2022. Or maybe not even mm-hmm. until 2023. We'll see. But, you know, they got their work cut out for him going forward. Um, I wonder if anyone's uh, regretting the Petro mutual parting ways right now. Um, we'll find out. Buyer's remorse is always yeah. a, a year or two later. Uh, let's talk about the – let's pick some games this coming weekend. So we got UVA versus Duke. Both teams – so this is an interesting matchup because UVA coming off a big dub. 
Duke coming off mm. a tough loss. You buying that the the losers are going to bounce back? I I think I'm liking UVA in this game. Oh, are you back on know. UVA as a wagon? I might be. That's that's just ridiculous. They may have sucked you can't, back you in. can't you can't help yourself, can you? I, I'm a sucker. I like I like the Cavs. Um, the Cavs are not a wagon. Yeah, I, just, I love Lawrence. They're, they're not a wagon. They're, they're not a wagon. You can't go up to Syracuse and get beat like you did and still be a wagon. <laughs> so I'm not saying they are, but I I just like the I just still feel like they're a game like their best game. I don't see them like. I think they can outscore Duke. Uh, I don't think so. I think Duke's defense is going to get done. I think Adler's going to play better in goal. Uh, he mm-hmm. gave up the worst goal in the history of goals when the one where he made the save and then bounced off his head. That was – I felt so bad for him. Like, I felt bad at the same time. I was like, yeah, it happens. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Duke comes back. I'm taking the I'm taking the Blue Devils. I'll take them uh, 15-13 over the Cavs. I'm going Cavs 17-15. Oh, that's a lot of goals. Barn burner. Georgetown versus Denver. This is a big game in the Big East. Really, this is essentially yeah. for the playoff lives of either of these teams um, in terms of at-larges. Georgetown needs to win if they want any consideration in at-large. And Denver probably needs to win to sort of cement that they are an at-large worthy team, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this is like, you know, everyone – no one got off to a hotter start than Georgetown this year. Um and then I think still their only loss is to Denver. Um, they got to beat Denver to be seen as a legit team. Well, yeah, they, they got, pounded, they got pounded by Denver, though. It wasn't like they lost. Yeah. They got absolutely no. waxed. Yeah. So um, It's the same thing with, um, like, Denver has got to continue to, like, just destroying Big East teams. Like, they had that tough stretch against Duke and North Carolina in the beginning of the year, but they've... Hasn't been close except for that one Marquette game. Um, yeah, I mean Denver. Denver's turned around. They're they're the mm-hmm. they're the best team in the Big East until proven otherwise. And you know, frankly, I think if they win if they went out in the regular season against Georgetown and Pro- and St. John's, I think they're probably an at large team. Um, Is there no AQ for the Big East? No. And then if they win the Big East, obviously they get the AQ. But if they if they don't, yeah. I think they're probably still in. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Denver. I, I like Georgetown's defense, but I'm taking Denver. Um, I'm going to say the Pio has put up uh, 13. I'm going to go 13 to 11. I think Georgetown closes the gap. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think it's going to be a lot like the first game. I think Georgetown's good. I think they're like the Rutgers to Denver's Maryland and like the Big Ten. Yeah, where, and we also we also yeah. got TD Airlines back, so it's going to make it even yeah. worse for. Yeah, he for played. Oh man, did you see that one play he had um, this weekend? No, it was a clip from him. So he wins the face off. He gets like cross checked from behind. He just gets right back up, goes to the ground. He gets like decked out, and all he's focused on is that ground ball. Like no retaliation. Like one hundred percent focused on the play. That's awesome. I, I loved it. Love it. I was like, this is. I want to clip it. It's probably going to be on the one hundred and one social. Let's go week. get um, it. Get it. All so, right, let's wrap this bad boy I, up. We got one more game yep. to pick, and then we're out of here. UNC versus Cuse. This is – is Syracuse a legit team or not is the question. Yeah. This is a fraud alert game. If Syracuse drops this, they're frauds. 
I am taking – oh, I like UNC, but I, you know what? I'll take I'll take I'll take Hughes. I'll buy into the madness. I'll take Hughes to win this game, fifteen to thirteen, in a battle. I don't trust Syracuse's defense at all. I think UNC <laughs> lights them up. I'm I'm going UNC twenty, Duke or Syracuse fourteen. I think they put up a twenty piece on them. Okay, wow, ballsy, ballsy. Okay. That's a big call. I love it. Well, uh, we had an awesome show today. Lots to talk about. And uh, I got my son hanging on my chair right now. Look at it. He's right behind me. <laughs> you know, this is going on live podcast radio. And One take. One take. So, anyways, if you like this, if you like this content, you can follow us on social at 101 underscore LAX or at 101 Lacrosse on Facebook and Twitter. For John Murray in California, I'm Ponchito Hayden, Virginia. Have a great week. Peace out.